We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. It's a Monday, so welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Now, it's it's a little later that we're dropping it today. You're going to hear from Dr. Del Bratzler in just a bit. But it's for good reason that it's later, as Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, joins us. Because, T-Row, we just got done finishing taping. Did I say that right? We got just just got done taping one of what's become my favorite shows, the, the Sooner Flashback Show, where we get a chance to look back on OU football games and watch them last week with Gabe Eichert. And today we got to watch the 01 OU Texas game with Teddy Lehman. How cool was that? That was great. Uh, when you said taping, I think that is one of those that our kids are going to say tape. Taping, what does tape right. have to do with anything? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody uses tape for anything. No, that was awesome. Um, listening to Teddy not just describe the play, and he did in great detail um, his perspective on maybe the most famous play in OU football history. But the rest of that game was fascinating too. It was obviously a a defensive struggle the entire way for both teams and huge turnovers in that game. And uh, the way that they had Chris Sims bottled up all day long. And I mean, that defense, I, I sometimes you just got to see it on the field again, just to remember how good they were. And every name that made every play is just a superstar. You know, it's, it's Tommy Harris one play and it's Roy Williams the next and then it's Rocky and then it's Teddy and then it's Jimmy Wilkerson and then it's Dusty and then it's Derek Strait. I mean, it's just on and on and on. It's ridiculous. But um, now that's great. I, I think Sooner fans are going to really, really enjoy uh, watching that game again with 
Teddy Lehman's analysis of it underneath the whole thing. That's going to be a treat. Yeah, and uh, we even had good old-fashioned technical hiccups. That pr- no one will probably know, but if you listen to this podcast, you will, because tell me my internet went down, and that hasn't happened. I don't. It just chose to happen, and not when my daughters are watching Netflix, not when I'm just playing on the internet, but when we're taping a show. Now, that's bad luck. You dropped out of our Zoom <laughs> in the middle of the third, qu- third quarter of the jump-around game. <laughs> But you uh, came back in the fourth, so uh, you were there in crunch time when we needed you. Uh, man, we, we got a lot to get to. Uh, your interview with Joe Castiglione dropped on our Friday podcast. Now, also on Friday, I talked to Dr. Dell Bratzler. I feel like every single time we talk on a Monday, T-Row, we're checking our temperature as far as how do we feel with the season. I'm always a hopeless optimist, but... You know, I, I thought there was a lot of things. I'm sure people saw the tweet we threw out, your uh, recap of kind of the surprise over the Big Ten going conference only. Do you get the sense that that's an inevitability going conference only? Or with good testing numbers so far for this OU football team, could we see this full schedule played? Well, I want to ask you, uh, you know, what your feeling is about everything based on your conversations with Dr. Bratzler in a second. But um, yeah, I, I do. I guess my thoughts are this. I think it's more likely than not that all of the power five conferences end up going conference only. If you, if you had, you know, if you made me guess at this point, I think that's the most likely scenario is that eventually big 12 ACC pack, uh, big 12 ACC SEC we'll all join the Big Ten and Pac-12, and and that's the kind of football we'll see this fall. But I also think that the SEC and Big 12 especially will wait it out with the hope that they can do everything longer because, you know, those two conferences, a couple of things. One, those two conferences are – with the virus in better shape to some extent than the, than the conferences on the coast and and in the upper Midwest and everything. Now you've got some exceptions. You've got obviously Texas where things aren't going well right now and Florida where things aren't going well right now, but there are other States in the conference. Well, not, not where it's going great in Oklahoma, but it's going better than it is in some other places. And the other thing is, I think that those conferences would love the idea of kind of having a leg up on especially the big 10 if you know if they can do it you know and i don't think that the big 10 saying we're conference only for example makes the big 12 go well we don't have any options here now i think they still say well we'd love to still try to pull it off and if we can then then we've got a uh advantage at least on the field or with the uh, committee or whatever on on the uh, Big Ten Conference and the Pac-12 for what it's worth. So uh, point being, I think they'll stick it out here for another couple of weeks. They've said late July. I think they mean that. I think they'd love to see Major League Baseball come back and show that they could do it for a week or so. You know, the NBA is not returning till late July, so I don't know that they can wait on them before making a decision. But I think they'd love to anyway, try to wait until they're in helmet and pads. They have some practices see how it goes with Major League Baseball, and then around the end of July going, you know what, we better do 
we better go conference only as well to give ourselves a little padding. That's probably what's going to happen. But I don't think it's 100%. I do like one thing uh, that we – well, I, I like everything that Oklahoma has done. They've been incredibly transparent, and they've they've kept us up to date. But the idea of moving up the Missouri State opener, if it happens, but, and the NCAA gives a waiver – Toby, that gives you a chance to play a game, get some testing uh, in, a round of testing to see how it goes, play another game, and then get another round of testing. And, you know, I, I think one thing that's key here is something that you hit on that not a lot of people are talking about. I know football is a contact sport, so it's different. But it'd be nice to get some success stories from professional sports to be able to say, hey, the NFL, which is starting training camp reportedly on July 28th, things are going well there. Hey, Baseball got through the first three weeks of its season and all is well. NBA is a little bit unique because of the bubble concept, and you really can't do that in college sports. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I sound like a broken record, and I say it a lot. But I think it's really important to see how this can work with baseball, the NBA, and then the start of the NFL and then college practices to see if we're going to be able to pull this off. I, just, I, I think we need that, that path to be blazed somewhat by professional sports. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and let's be honest, the news to turn better. Right. You know, I mean, we're, we're on a uh, two, three-week streak here of every day just being bombarded with bad news. Um, state, state numbers are up. Uh, practices having to suspend because too many guys have COVID. Uh, on and on and on. And they need somehow for us to get back to the way we were feeling in early May when things were on a good trend and, um, you know, we, we felt like we could see the end of the tunnel and we're not, we're certainly not there right now on July 13th. Is that what this is? Correct. We're not there right now. So, I mean, it's really a week, maybe two that we have here for this thing to, at least turn in a positive direction. Now, we don't have to eradicate COVID, but we've got to turn the, the news trend in a positive direction. I'm not talking about the news media. I know that's a whole political issue. I'm just saying <laughs> the, the numbers and the, some, some positivity has got, like for example, uh, New York over the weekend had zero deaths for the first time since March. All right, that's good. Now let's, let's keep, that going what else are you going to give me you know things like that to where people start to feel better about things because right now there's just a real negative yicky feeling out there that we are headed in the wrong direction fast and we are so things got to turn it's not if things don't start to turn around in the next couple of weeks the conversation is going to change from do we go conference only to do we go to the spring yeah uh, and I think that's one thing that having listened to every conversation you have with Joe C, the first place I heard that was from Joe Castiglione. And as he told you, it's it's something that, you know, he and Lincoln Riley have discussed. And it's something that have been discussed beyond those offices. But I, I want to go back. You mentioned, and everyone's going to hear Dr. Del Bratzler coming up here in just a bit, head of COVID operations for the University of Oklahoma. He's been on the podcast before. Um, I've I've consistently asked him, hey, where we are, how are you feeling? He's a doctor. He's very smart. And we got into the conversation about, you know, masks and and then the the idea that maybe, you know, we just have to start accepting that we live with it uh, and how we do that. And he brought up a really good point. And I think it's something that people need to hear. 
nobody is trying to tell you that masks completely prevent everything. It's just it's not the reality of how contagious this disease is. But in their studies and everything they put together, I mean, doctors and people that work on this disease wear masks and face shields. They double up. The best way that they've been able to find to help contain this is to wear a mask. They're not telling you that it's a it's the end-all, be-all. And, yes, they, they're not the funnest things to wear in the world. But, Toby, bottom line, he says, this is what we found is the safest way to be able to, to go in public and not spread this disease. And the second thing that he brought up that has consistently stayed with me, uh, and, and it has forever, is it's – it's not there's not going to be anything that magically just makes it disappear. And until we get a vaccine or as I like to try to always say the antidote, it's just not going to disappear. So in a lot of ways, he says, when you hear people and, and I know there's studies, oh, take zinc and do this and melatonin. He goes, what we have found in that is wearing a mask, social distancing, keeping your social circles small. He goes, you got to treat people around you as if they have the disease. And as long as you do that, we're probably going to get back to where we're flattening this curve. And that's what I've tried to live by. You know, uh, I, I no offense to you, Toby. If we're around each other, I'm like, ah, maybe Toby has it. If I'm around Ted, maybe, you know, it's just that's how you have to be in order to try to limit this spread. And that's what the doc has always kind of implanted in me. The reason why we wear the mask and just you have to almost pretend as if everyone around you has that. Now, that's not going to work when you're preparing for a football game. You got to tackle but in that, too, these are guys that have been tested and have been thoroughly vetted through that process. So it's going to be uh, integral to see these numbers start to flatten and decline over the next few weeks if we're going to get football. You know, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And then at some point, in very soon, the transition is going to be made from football players working out six feet apart and wearing masks to tackling each other, you know? And... <laughs> how that transition is going to take place is going to be very, very interesting. I mean, it's, it's going to have to happen if we're going to play football. So they got to practice and they got to be in close proximity and they got to be in uh, locker rooms and meeting rooms. And is it doable? You know, I, I, uh, I think it is. I think that I would lean and it's a slight lean right now. This is my opinion. It's not based on talking to Joe or, well, I mean, I don't have any inside information here, but I, I slightly lean toward we play in the fall, whether it's an all-conference season or what. But I think there's a greater percentage than there's ever been to trying to figure out the spring thing too here now. And it's not ideal, but it's certainly something that has to be kept on the radar. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let's talk something uh, really positive before I let you get out of here, Toby. Uh, I sat down on Friday and I wrote a college football preview for one of the magazines, Boyd Street, and I got really excited thinking about this team coming back. And I know that it's, in a lot of people's minds, the farthest thing from a conversation topic right now. I'm so excited to see Spencer Rattler get a chance. I'm so pumped to see, you know, is, is Theo Wee's going to jump up there with Charleston Rambo and take that next step to replace CeeDee Lamb and when Jane Hazelwood and Trajan Bridges get back? You know, is... Is Trey Norwood a nickel, or is he back at corner? Can Jaden Davis evolve? Can you see Caleb Kelly stay healthy and Deshaun White take that next step? And then Jalen Red. There's so many exciting questions around this team. I want to see him on the field this year. I think this has a chance to be an incredibly fascinating early camp and then into the early season. Totally agree with you. It is one of the fascinating byproducts of what we're going through right now that um, at this point in the year, we have not – 
talked much and I haven't heard much talk about the actual football players, you know, X's and O's, the stuff you're talking about, right? Position battles, strengths and weaknesses, you know, all the stuff that comes out with the Phil Steele book and the Lindy's and all the preseason rankings. Everybody's so worried about whether or not there is going to be football and rightfully so that we're into mid July here and you're, you're like, wow, I wonder who is going to be in our secondary this year. (laughs) So uh, it's, it's interesting. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm excited about the quarterback battle as everybody is. Um, I think that probably though, what intrigues me as much as anything is, is the defensive side of the ball. And they made such improvement last year and are missing a couple of key cogs. Granted, Kenneth Murray and Neville Gallimore were big playmakers for this team. I don't want to undersell it, but they have a tremendous amount of talent returning, some very highly recruited youngsters that either redshirted last year or, or didn't play much or are coming in. I think the secondary has this, has a chance to be as deep and as good as it's been in many years. I think the defensive line has a chance, especially in the middle there, to be as deep and good as it's been in a while. And um, and then the, the linebackers, there's a, a bunch of intriguing ones. And, but who's going to be the guy to become the next Kenneth Murray? That's the question for me. I think there are plenty of options. Maybe it's Caleb Kelly. I'm rooting for him like everybody. Uh, he's been through such a journey that would be great to see him have a um, – you know, an award-winning type year this year. Maybe it's Deshaun White. Um, you know, there's there's about six or seven guys that if I told you he's going to become the star linebacker, you wouldn't be surprised. So who is it that, that becomes the guy there? So, yeah, that's uh, it's all fascinating. And then, you know, every year, one or two of the true freshmen who we're not even talking about ends up being a difference maker in some regard maybe more than that. I don't, I don't think they need a ton of true freshmen this year to come in and be playmakers for them, but there will be a guy or two who you'll start to hear rumblings about when practices start. They'll be saying, Whoa, my gosh, you should see, you should see this kid out there. So um, it's around the corner. If we can, if we can just get this season underway, then uh, we can start talking about all that fun stuff more. All right, we'll have to go more in depth on that next week, Toby. But I know you're busy, and I appreciate your time, man. I'm glad if you guys follow Toby on social media, Instagram, on Twitter, you know, A, he's excited about Brahms, proud supporters of the Sooner Sports Podcast opening up in (laughs) Piedmont. And we can proudly say that, what, Chloe, your daughter's doing well, too? She's doing good. Great. Uh, Had a bit of a help scare, but everything is uh, back on track. So thanks for asking. Yeah, she's doing good. All right, buddy. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next Monday, Toby. See you, Chris. Thanks to Toby. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because we, we have all these conversations, and you're going to hear from Dr. Dell Bratzler, and all the news seems to be concerning. And you know, as, as we were taping this, not only did we have the uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten go conference only, you've seen the junior colleges are moving to the spring, as is the Patriot League, and I think, who am I leaving? Oh, Ivy League as well, too. But then you see the story about the ACC postponing its media days, and they were supposed to have their virtual media days next week, but they've decided to postpone it. So, obviously, there's all kinds of challenges presented in front of us, but questions surrounding it as well. This edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast is presented in part by AT&T, America's Best Network. Metroplex Electric, we 
can be your electrician. Deposits for the 2020 Oklahoma men's and women's basketball season tickets are currently on sale. Call or text 405-325-2424 for more information or lock in your seats today by visiting Soonersports.com. And it's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order, available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. All right, he's the director of COVID operations for the University of Oklahoma. We catch up with Dr. Dale Bratzler. Man, a challenging week from a numbers perspective. Take us through what you've seen and if we can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, Chris, it's been a, a brutal week in Oklahoma with respect to the number of new cases. So I think everybody, your listeners know that on Tuesday, we hit the biggest peak we've ever had, 858 new cases in the state. But we've been above 600 subsequently for the next two days. So right now we're sitting with, uh, you know, 18,000 confirmed cases in Oklahoma uh, and 400 pe- 410 people have lost their life. Uh, due to the disease. The, the other thing that I'm seeing as I look at data in Oklahoma, so right now, if you just say how many on average new cases are we seeing every day, right now it's 565, which is, you know, almost 10 times more than we were seeing just a few weeks ago. Um, and when we do a test on a patient, when we do a test um, right now, almost 10% of those tests are positive in Oklahoma. So we've just seen this dramatic increase in transmission of the virus. More people are infected. That means you have to, when you're out in public, assume anybody you come into contact with could be infected and wear a mask. That's been, you said that, I think, pretty much the first time we ever had you on. You said, I just pretend as if I have it. And everyone else around me has it. And it's almost as if that's the mindset you, you have to have. Maintain your social distancing, wear your mask, and and washing your hands, Doc. I mean, we, we almost are at this point now to where it's almost true. <laughs> where When you look around, just about everybody's infected. How can we slow this? Yeah, so, you know, that's, remember that, um, that anywhere from 40 to 45% of the people who get this infection. So it could be young people in the community, they get exposed, they get the infection. They may never have any symptoms at all. They don't go to the doctor. They don't get a test done. They don't even know they're infected. And yet they could go out into the community and potentially spread the virus to somebody else. And that's why I talk about this concept of universal COVID precautions, which means you just have to assume that if you're in any public setting, there could well be some people who are infected in that setting and when they talk or when they cough or sneeze, that that viruses are coming out of their mouth and you might breathe them in. And so I, I really sincerely feel like a broken record. I, I hate to just keep saying the same thing. But the only way I know of in the absence of a vaccine to slow the spread of this disease is for people to take it seriously about wearing a mask when you're in a public setting and um, physically distancing whenever possible. Is there a point as we continue to kind of follow this waiting for a vaccine mindset where we almost just have to start thinking about, you know, limiting hospital? And by the way, no doctor by any stretch of the imagination to where you start looking into some unique ways of trying to treat it, doc, to where we limit hospitalizations, especially, I, I mean, I don't know, are, are people, 
are people going to the hospital as soon as they think they, they see the first sign? Are we seeing serious uh, side effects or effects of this whenever they're going to the hospital? I mean, are there any things, any steps we can take if we are testing positive to avoid hospitalization? Well, the good news, Chris, is that the majority of people who get the infection actually don't end up in the hospital and don't have to go. Um, if we just look at confirmed cases in Oklahoma, just people who've had a definite positive test, uh, as of yesterday, there were 361 of those people in the hospital. The sad news is, though, to get into the hospital with COVID-19, you've got to be pretty sick. And half of those patients are in the intensive care unit. And that number of number of people in the hospital with confirmed COVID-19 has been progressively going up. So, so my, my general sense is, is if, you, if you do get symptoms, you get tested, it's positive, Talk by phone with your primary care physician. A good portion of you, the the majority, probably don't need to be in the hospital. And you take care of it at home with rest, bed rest, isolation from your family and other people, you know, fluids and things, just to keep yourself comfortable through the illness. I've seen people that are very miserable with the cough, but they haven't required hospitalization. Uh, But for those people that get in the hospital today, you know, you've got to be pretty sick warrant hospitalization with COVID-19, but half of those people are in the ICU. Is, okay, um, so many questions because it's been a a week since we had a chance to talk. Let's just start with this. I know that you are um, front and center with the University of Oklahoma right now, but as you look across the country and you see the news, if you saw the news yesterday out of the Big Ten where they're going conference only, the Ivy League postponing until the spring when we're talking just specifically fall sports, um, were they a little bit quick to that, or do you think that's just uh, something that we're postponing the inevitability across all college football? Yeah, so I, I don't want to even begin to try to speak for the Big 12 or the NCAA or anyone else, and I know uh, Joe Castiglione is deeply engaged in those conversations. Um, but when you look at what's happened in the United States, there are, we, we passed 3 million cases in the United States this week, a million of those cases, one million, one third of them within the past month. Uh, so we, we have unchecked spread of the virus right now through the U.S. population. And I think when you start thinking about staying within a conference, you know, would you send your team to Florida right now uh, to play in a game? Or right now, honestly, to Texas is, is you know, at near crisis with their hospital bed capacity and more than 10,000 new cases every day in Texas. So, I just think until we get this under control, it's going to be much more difficult for the leadership to make those decisions to send players into into spaces where it may put them actually at risk. Uh, How challenging is it when you have so many different voices? And let let me – I think – I hope that there is, you know, different people that conferences are talking to, but – I saw this yet the the NFL, you know, they're not necessarily going with what, you know, we're seeing from Doc Fauci and the NBA is and then you have the NFL listening to their people and then you have the the Major League Baseball listening to their people. I understand that in this instance, Dr. Bratzler, you want to get a, as many different opinions as you possibly can and share information, but are there too many different people that we're listening to? How challenging is that information front? Well, as you know, there's tons of false information out there. Right. Um, and, 
you know, here's where those of us that are in public health wish people would listen to the science and to the public health experts that are saying, you know, we can get this under control. We really can. Uh, but it's going to take some personal responsibility and a little bit of personal sacrifice. I don't like wearing a mask when it's 100 degrees in Oklahoma, but if I'm in a public setting, I'm going to wear a mask um, to protect those that are around me and protect myself. Um, and there, there, there are so many different voices out there. I think the one thing, you know, I, again, I give the, the, the um, athletic staff at OU just enormous respect. You may have seen yesterday they test, retested most of the football players yesterday and had zero new positive tests, which is really good, which highlights that they're keeping the players safe with all the activities they put into place. But once you get into a game, as you know, there is no way to physically distance uh, in a football game. Take those linemen. <laughs> There's no way to physically distance, distance them from the people that are on the other side of the line. So, so there are risks that everybody's concerned about. There are lots of people out there making decisions right now. Um, and I think, you know, we're, we're kind of waiting to see what happens uh, with the league, the conference, um, um, and again, Joe Castiglione and his staff will be uh, deeply engaged in those conversations. Are your conversations mostly with Dr. Bratzler, Joe C. in Oklahoma, or Dr. Bratzler, have your conversations expanded beyond? Are you talking with the Big 12? Is it beyond those conversations, just OU? Uh, no, I, I'm uh, mostly talking both with the president of the university, Joe, uh, Larry Nike, and, and all of the leadership, um, many of the operational leadership on the Norman campus. So so uh, I think uh, President Harris is actually participating in um, uh, conference activities, and I know obviously Joe Castiglione is deeply engaged in those conversations too. So so I, I'm not a part of that. I don't know what decisions the, the conference or the league is going to make at this point. Do we just have to reach a point where we almost have to accept that this is going to be something we have to learn? To I, I think Jim Harbaugh took some heat, but if you listen to his whole quote, it was fairly well done. While we wait for a um, – a potential, and, and I always want to say the antidote, but was as we wait for a way to try to cure this, do we just have to accept that we're going to have to live with this and find ways to live with this for the better part of the next six months? So in the absence of a vaccine, a vaccine is the only uh, real game changer I see in the future to really slow the spread of this particular virus uh, and to let us get back to what we would all consider normal. If we get a substantial proportion of the population down the road vaccinated to where they actually have some immunity, then I think we really can start thinking about activity life as it used to be. Um, so, yes, I think for now, uh, with no vaccine, no drugs that prevent this, this particular disease, we are stuck with uh, the new normal, if you'll call it that, uh, of uh, just assuming, again, I'm just going to go back to just, you know, when you're in a public setting, just assume the people around you may be infected. Protect yourself, protect them, wear a mask, um, and, and we'll get through this. We'll slow the spread of the disease. Um, and, you know, you're, you're probably aware, even in Oklahoma, some of the vaccine trials now are starting in Oklahoma. So there are uh, some companies that are recruiting Oklahomans to participate in some of the trials of the new vaccines. Uh, that's what we need to get to, to really get back to what I would consider uh, b business life, sports as usual. Mm. Dr. Bratzler, final thought, and we'll let you go. Uh, you, you mentioned it right off the top, but it has been consistent. 
Wear your mask, socially distance, constantly wash your hands. I I got the chance to do the pathway videos and I'm sure that you've seen some of these which are just it's amazing to think that you know we're trying to get where there's only one way in and one way out of these facilities and uh, Michael and his and his crew at facilities did an incredible job, but I heard something that they said, and it was keep your social circle small, and that really resonated with me because that goes against everything I wanted to be whenever I was in college, Doc. But that's where we are right now. It's just hammering home the same things. It's it's the same thing that's been there since day one. Yep, um, yeah. So so the pathways and all the things that they've done, they really truly the athletic. Uh, Trainers, the team, the the staff have really done an amazing job to keep the, the players safe. And I think that's one of the messages that are really working with the football players. Keep your social circle really small right now. If you want to, if you want to play, if you want to be safe and, and uh, actually potentially have a season. So, so that's what all of us need to do. I, I always talk about, you know, I actually don't like the word socially distance. I tend to use the word physical distance. Um, because I want people to stay socially connected. And, and, you know, luckily that's pretty easy these days with smartphones, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media platforms. So stay socially connected to your friends, um, but but be careful about physical uh, closeness and physical distancing is where we need to get right now. Good stuff from Dr. Bratzler. He'll be back on with us next Monday as well to give us an update. This episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you by OG&E, power at the speed of life. Homeland, don't feel like getting out to buy groceries? Let Homeland deliver to your door. Visit homelandstores.com for more information. OU Extended Campus degrees on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition OU Extended Campus. And Norman Regional, offering virtual care so you can consult with the doc on your smartphone. Learn more at normanvirtualcare.com or download the app today. Here's what's on tap, presented by Phillips 66. Live to the full. We're going to go back 2010 for the OU Texas game in our classic broadcast, and then 2011 on Saturday for OU and Oklahoma State. Then on Wednesday's podcast, Meg McDonald sits down with KJ Kindler, and on Friday, Maybe there's a chance I can talk Teddy Lehman to joining us, and we'll have a great debate on our audio edition of the Sound Off Show as we talk about the greatest freshman season, the greatest freshman season in OU sports history. Spoiler alert, I think I'm going to win this week. I have Adrian Peterson, right? Feeling good. Everyone have a great start to your week. We'll be back with another episode on Wednesday. Until then, boomer sooner, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.